starting on session two of of what is love, and we're so just a one month series we're doing um, um, on love. And hey, what better month to do it than the Valentine's month, right? The month of love. And so we are going to finish up this little mini series tonight. And um, and my prayer is that this uh, series does two things for you, right? First. I pray that you get an understanding of what biblical love is. I hope that our message last week, and I mean the week before last, you got a good understanding about biblical love is. More importantly, the love that God has for you, but also the love that you are supposed to show other people and the type of love that you are supposed to receive from other people. Secondly, and I hope I pray that, uh, portray this tonight, is what unbiblical love is, or what we're calling tonight love improper, improper love. Okay, I hope I can show you what improper love is tonight. You might say, why do you want to say that? Why do you want to show us what improper love is? Um, Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy to, to uh, uh, preach the word of God, right? To rebuke, reprove, and exhort. Okay, sometimes we need to be taught on what the improper way of doing things is. That way we can try to either avoid it or turn from it, Right? So we, we need to know what, the way, what way not to go because sometimes if we're already there, we need to turn from it. And if we're, if we're not there yet, we can avoid it. That's my goal, all right? If you're not living a life that is, a, if you're living a life that is not, uh, excuse me, I can't get that straight. If you are not living a life uh, that is defined as improper love, well, then my message, my prayer for you tonight is that my message will help you see, right, when you start living that life. Or you see when somebody is expressing that towards you. That way you can avoid it. And if you are living a life in this improper love, which we will define tonight, I pray you turn from it. I pray you turn from it. You see, I'm not just talking to perpetrators. I'm talking to victims. People who have perpetrated improper love, but people have been victims of improper love. And I want to talk about tonight that tonight. Sometimes tonight might get a little bit uncomfortable, but I need it to be a little bit uncomfortable to get my point across. So if you get a little cringy, just push through it. It's going to be okay. All right. It's a little cringy for me too. All right. So with that being said, tonight, as you uh, might have guessed, right, we're going to be talking about love. And our message for tonight is called Love Improper. Okay. We talked about what is love, love proper a few weeks ago. And tonight, what is love? Love improper. And I apparently didn't put the IM in front of it. So that's not the title. It's love improper. All right. So if there's a, a possibility of love being proper, then that must mean that there's a way of it being improper. Right? Like whatever comes up must come down. Right? If there's a way of it being proper, then there has to be a way of it being improper. And I want to illustrate what that might mean. Right? So I have this shirt. That is incredibly, uh, incredibly aggravating. All right? It's not easy to put on. And I'm not a dumb person. <laughs> I'm not a dumb person. But this shirt is not easy to put on. It's kind of confusing which way it goes, which way is front, which way is back. It don't have a tag on it. All right? And, and, and I wore the shirt for the first time one day. And um, I wore the shirt all day. Right? And I looked in the mirror at the end of the day. And not only had I been uncomfortable all day, I looked like a fool. I looked goofy. I, you could just tell that something was not right about this shirt, right? I had been complaining all day about it being tight around my neck and aggravating me, 
right? I just, this shirt has been made wrong. Like something's wrong with this shirt. Turns out it wasn't the shirt. It was made just fine, right? Turns out I just put it on improperly, right? I just put the shirt on improperly and it made things uncomfortable. It made me look stupid. You see, love is good. Love is good and it is a gift of God. But when used improperly, it is uncomfortable and it makes you look really goofy. Okay, it's like that shirt I wore that I just swore the shirt was made wrong. But no, no, I was putting it on wrong. And so tonight, I want us to discuss love, right? I want us to discuss the proper way to put on love by discussing the improper way, the unbiblical way of love. Y'all tracking with me? All right, and so let's get to our scripture tonight. Our scripture is the same as last time. We're, we're coming from the 1 Corinthians 13, and we're, we're going we're to read the whole chapter. So let's read. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoings, but instead it rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass. For when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up my childish ways. For now we see in the mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall fully know, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. So guys, that's our scripture for tonight. And, and, and I want you to give me about 10 more minutes of your attention. I just dropped my top. It's okay. I want to give you, about, you to give me about 10 more minutes of your attention so we can go through this. Because it's vitally important for us to grasp what unbiblical love is in quotations, right? Because I want you to see it, right? I know the pressures of your, of your age, right, to walk improperly, to walk with the world. But God has called us to walk in holiness, you hear what I'm saying? He's called us to walk in holiness, and I want to explain that. And the first way I want to explain that is explaining how the first way love can be improper. That is this. Improper love is toxic. Get a sip of more. Improper love is toxic. You see, toxicity taints all that it touches. Okay? Toxicity taints all that it touches. I'm going to explain what that means in just a second by explaining how Paul would, would say that. Paul would say this, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. You're like, oh, now I'm more confused than I already was. <laughs> okay? What he means by that is this. You know, 
in, in their day, in order for flour, right, we have self-rising flour, okay? But in order for flour to rise and be what they wanted, they would add uh, yeast to that flour. And, and he says, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And by leaven, he means yeast. A little bit of yeast, you, you, you put that little bit of yeast in a lot of flour. And next thing you know, the whole batch of flour has been uh, uh, tainted with that yeast, right? It, it, is, it is no longer any parts flour. It is all parts flour and yeast. So a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And what do we mean by that? I mean by that is this, toxic people and their improper loving affect more than just themselves. We all know that to be true. We all know that to be true. Toxic people and their improper loving, they affect more than themselves. Proverbs 4.23 tells us this. It says to keep our heart with all vigilance. I love that word. I'm a sucker for cool words. Keep your heart with all vigilance, right? And then it says this, for from it flows the springs of life. Guys, we must be vigilant to protect our hearts from the toxic effects of improper love. Because once it affects you, it taints you, it, it corrupts you. Not that you can't be fixed, friend. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that toxicity, it has a characteristic that affects everybody that it comes in contact with. But what do I mean by toxic? I want to kind of explain what I mean by that. To go off the scripture we just read, toxicity would be this, arrogant. Toxicity is rude. Toxicity is impatient. Toxicity is insisting of its own ways. It is rejoicing of wrongdoings. Toxicity would be uh, 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 loving in the things that are unrighteous instead of the things that are righteous. You see, a love, and I say that in quotations, right? And I, I, I want to define toxic in today's sense. But a love, uh, a toxic love in today's sense is one that is overly possessive. I'm about to hit home with a few of you, right? Overly possessive. It's controlling. It's all about me in the relationship disguised by the idea that I care a lot. All right. Toxicity is, is, is saying, I care about you so much that I have to control everything about you. You all know what I'm talking about. You all heard, or maybe if you hadn't, you will one day. I'm not controlling. I just, I love you so much. It's just because of how much I care for you. Guys, don't be blinded. Don't be blinded. Toxic love blames you. For every wrongdoing when in fact you're the victim not the perpetrator let me just say this toxic love is not love it's improper it's unbiblical and if you are a perpetrator of it i pray that you repent tonight and change your ways and if you are a victim of it i pray you become enlightened secondly improper love is impatient Improper love is impatient. If proper love is patient and kind, as we saw in the scripture, improper love must be impatient and rude. All right, we must not let anyone separate us from God. That's what improper love does. It separates you from the Almighty, right? It separates you from God. I'm not going to hark too hard on this topic because I kind of hit at this the last time we spoke, 
right? I'm not going to hit on it too much, but I, I, I got to be clear about a few things. We're talking about patience. We all know where I'm going with this. We got to be clear on a few things. First is this, right? Sex is holy, and it was created by God for the covenant of marriage, okay? That's the reality of that three-letter word that we're like, Ugh, right? It was created by God for a purpose, for the covenant of marriage, all right? But, but we as Americans and, and we as a society today, we're obsessed with all things sex. The Puritans lived as though sex was not even a thing, but we live as sex is everything. It's everything. It's, it's in our music. It's, oh my God, it's so filthy. It's, I'm not just trying to be like that straight-faced straight pastor, right? Look, I know how music is. You got to flee from that stuff. You got to flee from that stuff. It is, it's tainted in our music, in our movies, our shows, our Instagram feed. If you're old like me, your Facebook feed, right? It is in everything that we all see. It's everywhere. It's in magazines. It's all over the news. It's in commercials. It's in your TV shows. Everywhere you go, everything about our culture is sexualized. We begin to think that we are only worthy of attention or worthy of somebody's love if we put ourselves out there. If we, if we give ourselves up, right? If we become sexualized, then I have some worth to me. But friend, that is a lie straight from hell. A lie straight from hell. All right, I got off on a tangent and I want to come full circle, but I want to say one last thing. A person that pushes you, a guy or a girl, that pushes you away from God to be impatient, to have sex outside the covenant of marriage, does not love you. Does not love you. In fact, their actions say the opposite, regardless if they realize it or not. A person that intentionally separates you from God does not love you. They hate you, and they hate your God. That's some cold, hard truth. Sorry about it. But that's some cold, hard truth. All right, full circle. Sex is not evil, right? It was created by God, but proper love waits till marriage where God ordained it. And I want to mention one last thing because I don't want anybody to think otherwise. Uh, I'm by no means condemning you if you have been sexually active or had sex already. You are not unworthy. You are not used up. You are not any of these stereotypes. Coming from somebody who lived that life who worshiped that God before he met the real God, okay? You are not used up. What I am saying, though, is now is the time to change, okay? You can do it, and I believe in you. Lastly, improper love is selfish. Improper love is selfish. It's not me, me, me. Instead, guys, and I know this sounds corny, but it's he, he, he. <laughs> you can laugh at me. It's fine. It's he. We discussed how improper love is toxic. It's impatient. But aren't both of those characteristics of, of improper love uh, a characteristic of selfishness? Right? We're selfish, so we're toxic. We think about ourselves. We're selfish, so we're impatient. We, we force somebody to do what we want to do. How can Kay get what he wants regardless of who I hurt, who I separate from God? That's how we think. Right? It's all about me. Do I care for myself more than I care about others? I want us to think inwardly tonight. 
right? Lamentations says, let us examine and probe our ways and then return to the Lord. You're going to hear me say that like at least once a month for the next however long you're in this youth ministry. I love that verse. We need to examine ourselves and see, am I a selfish person? Do I put myself before others? And if so, I need to return to the Lord, return to the cross, and see that I'm nothing without Jesus Christ. Who am I? Do I have characteristics that are birthed from the fact that I'm selfish? Talking about toxicity, impatience. Resolve that sin within yourself tonight. See yourself in the light of the gospel, right? And see yourself in the light of the gospel that tells you that, that we should not think about bettering ourselves because we have nothing to give ourselves. That's what's so beautiful about the light of the gospel. And, and you might take it as kind of a, a, a dark thing, but it's not. It's saying that, yeah, I have nothing to offer, but thank God he offered everything. That I can cling to the cross of Jesus Christ because I have nothing to give but my life itself. And I give it to him. I don't give it to another person. I don't give it to a guy or a girl. I give my everything to God. Romans 12 says uh, uh, that not be conformed by the, the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And, and to prove what is right and what is beautiful, right? To, to give yourself up as a living sacrifice. And that is your reasonable service of worship. We don't give ourselves up to another human being. We give ourselves up to God. He's the only one worthy of what we have. He's the only one deserving of that. God alone. Improper love is selfish. So that means proper love is selfless. And we have the best definition of selfless love in the entire universe. A love that says that he loved us so much that he gave his only son to die on a cross of shame so that we may be able to come to his feet with an imputed righteousness. Because we are, it is an impossibility to bring our righteousness to God. You know why? I'm getting off on a tangent, but I want to clear things up. Because our righteousness is as filthy rags. There is nothing we can do. There's nothing that you have that can own up, that you can earn your way to God. The only thing you can do is cling to the one that became the spotless lamb of God for your sake. That is the beauty of the gospel. And he gave himself up so that you, a person that he knew, would turn their back on him. A person that he knew would deny them in front of people they called friends. And I put that in quotations for people that listen to this later. A person that he knew that would choose sexualized behavior, lust of today, over him. But yet he said that he died for you while you were yet a sinner he died for you, and that's how he demonstrates his love for us. What do we do in return? Work for him? No, we give ourselves to him. That's the gospel, guys. So what is love? What is improper love? Improper love is toxic. Improper love is impatient. Improper love is, is, is selfish. 
Let us be the type of love that brings hope into a situation. Let us be the type of love that is patient. Let us be the type of love that is Christ-like. Let us pray. Father God, Lord, thank you for your word, Lord. I know without a shadow of a doubt that your spirit moved on people tonight, God. I pray that tonight is not just a message that they they, uh, take and, and just leave it as they walk out the door, but they apply it, God. Let them apply it to their life. Lord, we need you. We need your real biblical uh, example of love, and we see it in this chapter, Lord. If we don't believe it, may we read this chapter every day of our life until it becomes ingrained in our soul who you are and the love that you expect from us, God. Lord, we give you all that we have, and we know that's not much, but we give it to you. In Jesus' name, amen.